Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find a full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. Welcome to the Country Music Talk podcast. Hello. On this episode, I'm joined by a woman who's been named... 2023 artist to watch by Amazon and Pandora, and she's racked up millions of streams for her viral hit, Tennessee Orange. Megan Maroney is my special guest, so let's go. This is the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. I'm Baylin Leonard, it's Absolute Radio Country, and today I'm joined by an artist who has, I mean, literally burst onto the country music scene last year with a viral hit, Tennessee Orange, racked up millions of global streams and is continuing to climb up the chart. She's been named 2023 Artist to Watch by Amazon, and she just dropped a brilliant new music video for her hit song, Mega Maroney. It looks frosty where you are. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So um, there you are. There's snow in the background. You've got a warm hat on. Are you kind of a summer baby? Do you like the snow? Yeah. No, I'm repulsed by winter. But <laughs> repulsed by winter that is harsh <laughs> we're getting through it okay right so we've already learned that megan is repulsed by cold weather so we're getting to know you hey what's this past year been like for you megan because from our perspective over here in the uk it was suddenly like boom megan she's everywhere she's got a huge song uh did it feel like that for you did it feel like boom it happened it did. You know, we were just talking about this yesterday. Um, a year ago, I had one song out, a song Wonder, that was released in 2021. It's a song I wrote by myself. And yeah, like Hair Salon, Fix You Too, my other songs like weren't even out yet. They had just been produced this time last year. But that EP didn't even come out till July. And then Tennessee Orange came out in September. Why do you think it happened? Literally is like you caught lightning in a bottle. Yeah, I mean, I think the timing of everything was just right. It's just like one of those things where, I don't know, whenever I would hear a hit song on the radio, I always was like, I bet they walked out of that room that day and they were like, we got one, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, this like, is it. I wrote, when I wrote Tennessee Orange, I was just like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I wrote it in April of 2022 and it came out in September. We only picked Tennessee Orange as this, the next song to come out because Spotify was doing this thing and they needed a song at this time. And so it was around football season. So I was like, let's do Tennessee Orange. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's, let's talk about this because, I mean, this might blow your mind, Megan, but I'm actually from Tennessee. So I grew up in East Tennessee. So I know all about Tennessee Orange. My whole family's cars are covered in bumper stickers. Go Vols and all that. But as a Georgia girl, can you explain to a UK crowd why it is so jaw-dropping that you are wearing Tennessee Orange? Right. So um, being from the South and being a graduate of an SEC school, there's a lot of loyalty that goes into it. Um, so because I am a Georgia Bulldog, I should not wear a Tennessee orange. I should not wear no. Alabama crimson. And also, by the way, no guy, no anybody could make me wear Florida orange. <laughs> okay, uh, right. Yes. I draw the line. <laughs> Thank God you have some lines. Yes. Right. I have some boundaries, but um, <laughs> it's just not a thing. Like you don't do that. If you're a Georgia Bulldog, you don't wear a Tennessee shirt. You don't do that. So when I did do that, because it felt, it actually felt wrong. Like the first thing I thought of was like, my mom's going to kill me if she sees me wearing the shirt like so that's kind of where I like get my inspiration from too like if I can 
feel strongly about something, whether it's happy or sad or, you know, feeling disgusted, like my mom's going to kill me for this. Um, I can, I know I can write a song about it. So, well, you know, what's really great about this, I think from, from the perspective of a UK crowd is that very few people in the UK will have known about this rivalry and they, they won't have, have gotten why it was such a big deal that you're wearing Tennessee orange. And yet the song still connected to people and people could really relate to it. And they just took it as their own and it's become a big hit here as well. And I think that's one of the great things about music is that even though you can be talking about something that's really quite specific or really personal, but yet people who don't even have that experience or don't, in this case, even fully understand the reference can still relate to it in some sort of way. Yeah, it's really cool because, I mean, when we were writing it, I was immediately like, that's my love song. I don't have love songs. So like, you know what? I like you so much that I'll wear a color for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So we wrote it as a love song and it's like a waltz. So at the end of the day, it's really not about football, but I've just made this reference that's like, you see how much I care about you? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And is this kind of, you know, is this one of those songs where you were, you know, putting yourself in somebody else's shoes or is this a lived experience? lived experience. Well, I mean, it's great because, you know, I mean, as artists, you can live things and write about them, but you can also put yourself in other people's shoes. And so it's always interesting to hear when songs sound so personal, if it is a a lived experience, Um, which of course brings us on to Morgan Wallen's song, Tennessee Fan, which seems to be like a little bit of a companion piece to this. It's kind of like two different sides to the same story. Is that fair? Well, he's actually talking about an Alabama girl, so. <laughs> well, you know, put, girl, so. putting yourself in other people's shoes, you know. That, but of course, this all comes from online chatter, which I know that you will have seen. And, and also, let's be honest, you know, it doesn't hurt, does it, to have people trying to guess what's going on there? It certainly doesn't hurt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were growing up, even though you're in Georgia, you know, I grew up in Tennessee, but I was listening to all kinds of music, including country. Was it country for you? What type of music were you really into? Well, it really depends on who I was in the car with. But for the most part, um, it was my mom driving and it was yet yeah, country music as Brad Paisley, Sugarland, Miranda Lambert, the chicks, all of them. So my main genre growing up was country. But, you know, if I was in the car with my brother, we'd listen to Fall Out Boy. And then if I was in if I was in the car with my dad, we'd listen to Eagles and, you know, James Taylor and that kind of stuff. So I think that's where my songwriting lyric part comes from. It's interesting because Eagles is one of those bands that, I mean, actually, they started out in country. Their whole kind of base is country, but they just became so massive and mainstream that people sometimes forget that at their heart, they're a country band as well, right? Exactly. You mentioned some of the artists that you were listening to, like when you were growing up there. Have you met any of those? You know, have you met Brad Paisley? Are there artists that you have been like so starstruck by and now that you're in this world that you have met? So I haven't met Brad Paisley. I would love to do that. I'm a, I still listen to Mud on the Tires like it just came oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> but something cool happened the other day Jamie Johnson came into the studio which like growing up I listened to his music so that was cool I got to tour with him last year which was really awesome but um the first song I learned how to play on the guitar was Strawberry Wine and um Jamie had Dana Carter on FaceTime and they asked me to make my Opry debut or whatever so that was something that I was like okay wow (laughs) (laughs) hold on 
Yeah, I was like, what is happening? Hello. Like, I'm glad you brought up the Opry debut because I was going to ask you about that. So this is happening on the 11th of February. That's not too long. This Saturday. Yeah, exactly. So obviously, you know, making the Grand Ole Opry debut, that is like a benchmark for any country artist. How are you feeling about it? I'm actually pretty nervous. So okay. when I get really nervous, I try to think about other things until then and stress about it right before it happens. <laughs> and you have people like me reminding you constantly that it's coming up. <laughs> right. um, I think it's going to be really cool. My, a lot of my family's coming into town, like some of my family from um, New Jersey, they're coming down. So I joked about it because they just had to come down for my brother's wedding. But I was like, y'all know that I'm probably not getting married anytime soon. So this is like what you'll have to come down and support me for. <laughs> I've spoken to a lot of artists who are doing their debut or, you know, have done it and reflecting on it. And having been to the Opry many times myself, and you will know this, but I think it's a good thing to remember. It's such a warm room. You know, it's such a warm, inviting room. And I always think that it's great because as excited as you will be making your debut there, the audience is just as excited to be there because they've been, uh, you know, in some cases it's been a lifelong dream of theirs to go to the Grand Ole Opry or they've been saving up all year to make that trip to Nashville and go to the Grand Ole Opry. So it's one of those rare kind of venues in the world where the audience is as excited to be there as the artist on stage. So you're going to smash it. It's going to be great because everybody's so supportive there all the time. Yeah, I think it'll be great. It's funny because when I was in like middle school, I think I went to the Opry for the first time and um, I saw like Casey Musgraves and Carrie Underwood. They were, they both played that night. <laughs> wow. Um, it's just funny because like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I dreamed of being on that, that stage. And like, where I'm from was not even like, I didn't dream of being on that stage because I didn't even think that was remotely a possibility. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I couldn't even picture myself up there because I was going to school to be an accountant. You know what I mean? Like, right, okay. Um, it's just really cool to, I think I will probably be emotional about that just because, you know, the first show I saw at the Opry, I was up way up high and just like there enjoying it and not even thinking that I would ever be up there one day. You know what I mean? And now you're going to be backstage eating popcorn and drinking sweet tea. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, you were going to be an accountant or was that kind of like a plan B? Or was it like a, your parents were like, you need to have a plan B? No, I went to school to be an accountant. What happened? <laughs> so, yeah. So I grew up singing with my dad and my brother and they taught me how to play. I learned how to play strawberry wine when I was like 16 or 17. Um, and it was just for fun. And while I was in college, I was posting like covers of me and my dad and my brother, like playing songs and stuff like that, country songs. So the sorority that I was in, they assumed they were like, oh, she's a country singer, even though I didn't write music. I didn't even play gigs or anything. I just posted on Instagram. So we had a philanthropy event where we hired John Langston to come play a concert and we used all of our budget on him. So they were like, well, Megan can get up and sing because she's posted on her Instagram that she does it. So Chase Rice was there and he was like, why don't you open for me at the Georgia Theater next month? But you have to write an original song. So I wrote my first song to be able to open for Chase and I fell in love with it after that. Like that's when it went from being like, oh, this is something fun that I do with my dad and my brother and it's fun and I love country music and I love listening to lyrics, but 
I don't write or anything. And then it turned into, I'm obsessed with this. <laughs> <laughs> this is a thing now. And you know, but it's great to have the accountancy skills as well, because it is music business, isn't it? Yeah, I actually changed my major. So that was the end of my freshman year. And I told my parents, I want to drop out. I'm moving to Nashville. And they were like, no, you're absolutely not doing that. <laughs> and so I switched my major. Since I knew I wanted to move to Nashville after college, I finished three more years and I switched my major to marketing, digital marketing and music business. Business. Oh, you've got it all covered. You've got it all covered, Megan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just before I let you go, obviously, I know this year is going to be very busy for you and your Grand Ole Opry debut and all the touring and all the rest of it. You got loads of fans in the UK. When are you coming over to the UK? I think I actually am coming over there this year at some point. Okay. I think, I think my management told me that. I'm excited about it because I've never been. So. Excellent. Oh, you've never even been for vacation or anything? No. Oh, great. You're going to have a great time. All right, so you heard it here first. Meg Maroney coming to the UK sometime this year. Congratulations on Tennessee Orange and everything else. Have an amazing Opry debut, and we'll look forward to seeing you over in the UK soon. Thank you. The Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. An in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music. So great to catch up with Megan Maroney, destined for huge things in 2023 and coming over to the UK, apparently. That'll be great. Now, while you're here, make sure you subscribe to the Country Music Talk podcast if you haven't already. That way, you will get all the latest episodes when they drop, and we've got some big ones on the way. And you can always join me on my Absolute Radio Country show for the best mix of country music. Just download the free Absolute Radio app or ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. Have a good one, and I'll see you next time. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK, or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 